0: Is it time to push the panic button on the Miami Dolphins' hopes of improving their offensive line and free agency? I'm glad you asked. That's the subject of today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Going on Dolphins fans, Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023, and today is the official opening of the league calendar year, which means free agency is officially open, not just the legal tampering period. Welcome to Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, your host here on Locked On Dolphins. Also, the co host of the Locked On NFL scouting show with Joe Marino. So, if you are interested from a big picture, league wide team building perspective, highly recommend you check that show out as well. But today on the show here on Locked On Dolphins, we are committed to the offensive line. The concerns and questions are aplenty regarding the Miami Dolphins and free agency and who they have not been able to secure in free agency and what names are off the board for the Dolphins and the concerns about Miami running it back with Lee Meikenberg and Austin Jackson in starting spots on this starting five for the team in 2023. So our objective today is to talk a little bit about the offensive line, who is left Uh, What the outlook is for Miami, what has changed in the last 48 to 60 hours, and go from there. Um, I think the first thing that we need to do do is we need to acknowledge the Dolphins did make a signing to their offensive line. It's not the signing that everybody is hoping for. It's not the signing that's going to move the needle for just about anybody, but it is a signing on the offensive line. The Dolphins uh, announced, the team announced this signing, that they were signing Kendall Lamb the utility offensive lineman swing tackle to a new contract to play in Miami in 2023. We don't know too many details as of this recording of the terms of that deal, but we do know that Kendall Lamb was somebody who was cut by the Titans last year, ended up in the Dolphins practice squad, uh, ended up starting a game for the Dolphins looked functional in his time on the field, but it was a very, very, very small sample size. And, Kendall Lamb has been in the league for quite some time, but has not secured a consistent starting spot. So uh, I think what this is for Miami is this is probably your utility tackle uh, type. If you are banking on Austin Jackson and Lee Mikeberg being starters for you, this is probably your third tackle in that scenario. Uh, I can't imagine that the dollar amount here is overwhelming, where if Miami got a better opportunity or was able to trade for somebody or drafted somebody, that Kendall Lamb might not be a player who uh, would ultimately be on the chopping block if the Dolphins had to cut numbers on their offensive line. Obviously, everybody sees the name Kendall Lamb, and it's the only move the Dolphins have made. A lot of apprehension. I get it. I do. I get it. Uh, But let's not forget, uh, this time last year, Dolphins fans were sitting around waiting for the Dolphins to make any addition to the offensive line and then signed Teron Armstead to a five-year, $75 million contract. So there, there's plenty of opportunity to be had to still improve this unit. I'm not hitting the panic button just yet. I do think there's starting caliber players that are available and out there for the Dolphins. But Kendall Lamb is your your signing and your addition uh, to the offensive line as of right now. What's important about Kendall Lamb is he's your third offensive, fourth offensive tackle on your contract. If Keon Smith, now Kendall Lamb, Austin Jackson, and Teron Armstead. If you can get a starting caliber guy in front of that, you'd probably feel good with the room. The challenge now is finding a starting caliber guy if the Dolphins have the resources and the one to to add a starting caliber guy. And I won't speak for Chris Greer in that regard, but what I do know about Chris Greer is that he stated in his end-of-season exit interviews uh, that it was their intention for Lee Migenberg and Austin Jackson to both get a chance to compete to start. So I don't think... Kayla McGarry, who signed with Atlanta, but was a $10 million per season contract. And while I think that was lower than what I expected for Kayla McGarry, um, it was a, it's still a stratosphere that I think is probably too pricey for the Dolphins to expect to see them get involved. Uh, Double-digit millions of dollars per season is probably too big of an investment with what else the Dolphins need to knock out. So let's acknowledge those who are off the board the big names who are off the board. There's a lot of interest in Mike McGlinchey. He signed for 5 for $17.5 million per season. Uh, Jawan Taylor signed with the Chiefs for $20 million per season. Those are your big-money contracts. Your next big-money contract is Ben Powers at guard for 13 per. Um, A lot of mid-level tackles beyond that. But the, the hallmark players of this class are, are generally perceived to be off the board unless you're going to include Orlando Brown, which I could not think of a worse stylistic and scheme fit than what the Dolphins run versus what Orlando Brown Jr. is as a player. So um, I think he's probably going to price himself out of your range anyway. Uh, there are some familiar names, a lot of veterans, the Riley Reefs of the world. I did think uh, Andrew Wiley signing. uh Elsewhere was a missed opportunity at right tackle. That probably would have been one that I would have been in on the market on. Uh, but then it's it's names like Marcus Cannon is still out there. Uh, Jermaine Luminor is out there. Cameron Fleming is out there. Cameron Fleming played 86% of the snaps for the Denver Broncos. It was was a $1.2 million deal. I'd be a player I'd probably be interested in kicking the Tigers on at this point. Cameron Fleming. Um Yeah, there's not a lot of slam dunk starters at tackle. There's just not. And I think we would all all agree if you you lived in a world in which you had a competitive situation with Austin Jackson and Liam Eigerberg at left guard, and you had somebody you felt good to start at right tackle, you'd probably feel like you were in a better position. Could Robert Hunt be that player? Yeah, I don't think they would plan that, though. I don't think they would plan to sign a player and then kick Rob out. I feel like they'd probably have to get to camp, see what they have, assess the team, and then make the decision in July and August. So that's not a plan for now. They'd like to avoid that if they can, and I get it. You've invested a lot of time at Robert Hunt, and I do think his ceiling is higher at guard. But um, we we do have more flexibility in the interior offensive line than we do at o- have at offensive tackle. You also have that pick at 51. Uh, I know there are a number of restricted free agents that are at least interesting that the Dolphins could consider. I know others in the the Dolphins media space have kicked around those names as well. So we have a lot more ground to cover as far as offensive linemen that are still out there that would be of interest to me. And we're going to cover that next here on the show. But before we do, the midway point of the NBA season And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 if they are new. It's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win, so download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. safe, secure, super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything in the money line, point spreads, everything in between. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance of bigger payouts with same-game parlays. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com. Slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, um, remaining options inside along the offensive line. I'm not really in the market for the Dolphins signing a center and, and moving Connor Williams i be honest, that seemed like it was a big hit. That was a big leap of faith that they took to move him. Um, quite frankly, his price is more justified in my mind at center than it is at guard anyway. Um, so I look at free agents, and I, I look at who's available out there, knowing that uh, also guys like Trey Pipkins, who I had starred, uh, are off the board. David Edwards from the Rams is an interesting player. Uh, He's somebody who I have soft circled as, as maybe a tier three or tier four offensive lineman came from Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin ran a lot of zone rushing concepts. I think there's enough overlap there with David Edwards and the McVeigh offense and Wisconsin with the zone rushing scheme, that that might be a name worth investigating. If you'd like to bring him in and compete with Liam, And then maybe your competition's at right tackle between Liam and Austin Jackson and Kendall Lamb, and if you can get a rookie in-house that you feel like can compete. And I know that that's not the sexiest outcome, guys, and I get it. And I would have addressed it. I would have paid, I made it known, I'd have paid Trey Pipkin's eight per, and he got seven and a quarter from the Chargers. So that would have been my move. Because I'd have paid Pipkin's, I'd have put a void year on the back end of the deal. It'd be three years, 24 with a void year on the back end is what I I would have done. Or you could do three or four for 32 and a void year on the back end and spread it across five years. And his cap hit would have been about 5 million. And the Dolphins had about $10.6 million, um, not knowing what the Candle Lamb cap hit is right now. I would expect that's probably about a million, million and a half uh, cap hit perspective. They didn't go that way, and that's fine. For now, we're going to find out what the end result and what the end product of the offensive line looks like. Would not be surprised if Miami gets involved post-June 1 for post-June 1 cuts. Uh, They will have $13.5 million extra to spend post-June 1. If any reasonable tackle hits the market, and there's always a few, I'd put the star next to him for Miami. So no, I don't think it's time to panic just yet, but you are looking at what is left and acknowledging that this was a fairly slim Offensive line group in its entirety. Anyway, do you bring back Brandon Shell as well? I mean, I, that that's really going to test some people I know. Are you can you sign a starter and and go get a Dalton Reisner? Do you want to go back out and get Billy Turner? Billy Turner's had a nice career for himself after leaving Miami. He settled in it as a right tackle in the NFL. That's probably a name worth looking at. Isaiah win with the Patriots. So there's some durability questions there. He switched to right tackle last season. I don't dare say the name that the Dolphins finally got rid of last year. Was a utility offensive lineman. I won't even speak his name here on the show. Um but that, that that's kind of the Alex Bars at right or at left guard who's a starter pretty consistent starter for the Raiders last year like these are the names that we have to work with but when you look at the players who have signed you're not missing a ton you're not missing out on a ton of players you know Wyatt Davis Juwan Taylor Kelvin Beecham Ben Powers Mike McGlinchey. we already acknowledged uh Trey Pipkins Phil Haynes Chris Reed Brandon Parker signed for one and a half million per. Like, it was just not a, a great class. Now, I, I think you can look at what Shaq Mason ultimately ended up getting traded to the Houston Texans for, where there was a pick swap of a seven and a six, and Mason going to Houston from Tampa Bay. If you could rework the Jalen Ramsey contract to the degree that you did, I probably would have considered sending Shaq Mason on a one-year deal and put him under contract for the next two years and kick that one out a little bit and buy yourself a little bit of space too. They didn't do that. Uh, Nick Allegretti uh, is another guard option. He was on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, would be a name that I would watch um, as well. So you you have options. They're not great options, but I'm not pushing panic because you have the draft and you have post June one. We're probably going to be in a place, however, unless they sign David Edwards or they they sign uh, Dalton Risner or we're probably not going to love the improvements to the offensive line at the end of the first wave of free agency. Just get comfortable with it. Um, or Reconcile with it, I guess. Don't get comfortable with it, but reconcile with it as best as you can. Um, Because that that definitely appears to be the way that we're trending right now. Uh, And unless the Dolphins get some of these other business deals done to open up more cap space, I don't think them dropping big money on an offensive lineman um, is probably too... Uh, realistic of an ask, quite frankly, based off what we know at this point in time. The Dolphins announced a slew of other moves, and there is also one player that was hotly rumored to be in the market for the Miami Dolphins, who is returning to his prior team after much speculation over the last couple of days. Uh, So those are the things that we are going to talk about next here on Locked on Dolphins as we bring this Wednesday episode To a close, but before we do, it's team-building season in the NFL, and if you want to put your own GM hat on, I've got good news for you. The Ultimate Pro Football GM mobile game is the sponsor of today's episode of Locked on Dolphins. You've heard us talk about this game. It is a blast. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. You try to accomplish that by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, Navigating all the finances, including negotiation, negotiating player salaries and terms. Navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, so you can play as you want and when you want to. Locked on Dolphins listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores, ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. So the Dolphins also announced the uh, Raheem Mostert re-signing as an official one. Uh, That came through along with the Kendall Lamb news uh, early this afternoon. And we got the picture of Raheem signing the contract in the facility. And you have the, the screenshot or the, the graphics of Kendall Lamb and Raheem Mostert. Those are the ones that as of its 3.15 on Wednesday afternoon, the team has officially announced. There will be a lot more coming. There's been a lot more reported. I know some of these guys are contingent upon physicals. Uh, some of these guys, it's a matter of just logistics and getting them into the building to signing the deal. I know it looked like Savon Ahmed when he signed his extension Uh, One-year extension, it looked like that was done remotely. So uh, expect a steady trickle of confirmations of the signings that the Dolphins have had announced over the course of the last 48 hours here uh, since the legal tampering window opened on Monday at 12 noon. But one player who will not, reportedly, be signing with the Dolphins is safety Jordan Poyer. Uh, It was announced earlier today that Poyer would be returning to the Buffalo Bills on what sounds like a two-year deal After much speculation, I know there was um, some rumors going around on social media last night. I know all offseason long and at the end of the season, Poyer really drummed up interest in Miami. And I'm going to be honest, I'm I'm not too surprised that it didn't materialize itself because this always felt like Jordan Poyer wanting to come to Miami more than Miami wanting Jordan Poyer. The Dolphins, of course, have two safeties in Javon Holland and Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones coming back off of an injury. They will play a lot of two high safety shells. So having another player who's capable of playing back there is going to be important for the dolphins. And the health of Brandon Jones is going to determine the, the urgency. I know there's been some assertions on social media as well, that perhaps we'll see Trill Williams back there at safety. Some would it be excited to see him get a chance to get some run there as well. But uh, I mean, Poyer was a big money player is a 32 year old safety who dealt with a couple injury issues last year? Those are usually the kind of free agent signings that you aren't sad you missed on. Now, Jordan Poyer might age incredibly gracefully and be an incredible football player for the Buffalo Bills, as he has been for the past several seasons uh, for the next two years. But defensive backs generally don't age well because of the amount of athletic stress that's required to play in space. And Jordan Poyer has the instincts. Uh, to mask a lot of father time, uh, that which which catches up with all of us eventually. Uh, and I won't dare call Jordan Poyer old because I'm a year older than Jordan Poyer, so I won't do that. Um, but big money contracts, which this is probably Poyer's, if he were to have endured a, a typical or a, a less tenuous start in the league and he started with a team that got drafted and he played out his full contract and then he got a second contract. Like you're probably, this is probably a player's third, third or fourth contract is the age range that he's in. If you're getting a, a fourth contract player who's 32 years old and you're paying the kind of money that Jordan Poirier was probably looking for in the market. Um, those contracts many times don't pay dividends. And that's one of the dangers of operating within free agency. And the safety market in general did not get the traction that we thought that it would. Jesse Bates got himself a nice deal with the Atlanta Falcons. But you saw Von Bell go for seven and a half. I would have rather signed Von Bell than signed Jesse Bates at safety. Uh, Jordan Poyer, uh, by going back to Buffalo with all of the things that he had to say about Buffalo probably found the market that he was looking for wasn't the market that he was hoping for. And in that case, you you stay with the one that you know where it's home and, Especially if the Dolphins didn't make an offer, they made an offer that wasn't competitive with what Buffalo's ceiling was after Buffalo lost Tremaine Edmonds for 18 million per and had to restructure Matt Milano, and uh, so attrition still hit the Bills' defense, but maybe not as directly as as in a utopian scenario it would have in losing Jordan Poyer as well. So. The search for potentially a third safety continues. There's a lot of likable talent that's still out there in Adderley and John Johnson are two that are experienced in the system that I would be highly interested in if the dollars were right. I'm going to be honest, if Von Bell's getting seven, those guys might be five, five and a half, six million dollar year players. And if that's the case, you could put me down for either one of them. And I feel really, really good about it. Taylor Rapp is another one. Uh, Juan Thornhill is another one from one from the Rams and the other from the chiefs. So there's options at safety. There's not necessarily options on the offensive line. So do you get desperate and overpay to get one of the few remaining? Do you stay patient and get good value elsewhere on the roster and then try to facilitate a deal with either a player, Cedric Wilson, Emmanuel Agba, a draft pick, to bring an offensive lineman back. That would probably be my kind of tentative plan, knowing that I would have all summer long if I needed to. But now is not the time for fear, would be what I would say. And that is going to do it for us today here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Fins up. Appreciate you guys checking out the show, Make it a great rest of your day. And I will talk with you all again tomorrow. Fins up.